a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Hello there and welcome back to the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion, and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. Happy May the 4th, everybody. Unless you've been living under Geode for the last few decades, May 4th is the annual Star Wars Day. You know, 4th, Force. Get it? Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already in too deep in the Star Wars mania, so no need to explain it. But hey, you never know when people will discover and fall in love with Star Wars, so why not cater to everyone? Although, let's be honest, every day is Star Wars Day for many of us, whether our friends and loved ones like it or not. This is our first Star Wars Day the SWTVC team gets to celebrate together since we assembled our humble crew last summer, so we figured we'd do something a little different and put out a more personal chat you know, to uh, humanize us to you listeners so you don't think things like, is John a robot? Or is Lewis actually British? Or uh, is Evan a self-loathing narcissist? Well, I mean, if you did think those things, only one of them is wrong. But I digress. This episode is about Star Wars, why we love it, and why the three and three quarter inch Star Wars collecting is intrinsically linked to our love of that magical galaxy far, far away. All right, sorry, I've rambled on for way too long. So in just a second, I'll cut to the chat that John, Tyler, Carlo, Lewis, and myself recorded for your listening pleasure or displeasure. But stay tuned after the chat for some May the 4th well wishes from some excellent friends, as well as a little gift at the very end from me to you, the dear listeners. So without further ado, here's the very first annual SWTVC Star Wars Day episode. Uh, so anyway, to start this episode off, I just want to say thank you again. I know we do this every episode, but huge thank you to all of you listening. Uh, huge thank you to everyone that follows us on Instagram, everyone that we interact with. Uh, you know, we couldn't do this without you guys. It is truly, yeah. uh, truly an amazing experience to be able to sit and be a part of this community, uh, not even necessarily on just like the running the uh, SWTVC side, but being able to just have the conversations that we're having with people and being able to uh, see actionable changes uh, in the way we collect, in the way collecting is handled, and even in the way Hasbro is handling uh, the heritage scale. Uh, Bantha Skull just put out a, an article today where you guys, let's keep our foot on the gas. We're in a better state now than we were this time last year. Uh, mm -hmm. I really Absolutely. think all of these efforts are not, they're not for nothing. We're, we're making a difference, be it big or small. And it, I don't mean us, just us five here. Uh, I mean, all of us in this community uh, together making this noise. So I will reiterate the whole happy beeps mantra for everybody. Uh, <laughs> again, thank you. And positivity is key. Uh, 
let's keep our foot on the gas. Let's keep riding this train forward. Let's keep 375 alive. And let's keep uh, getting Hasbro annoyed that we exist and make them give us more toys. <laughs> yeah, can't make it noise. So anyway. <laughs> Let not sorry. Here. Yeah. After all of that, uh, obviously, I'm your host, Evan Freeze. Uh, I'm joined today by John Linquist. Hello. Hello. Lewis Cook. Hello. Tyler Frechette. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. And Carla Velasquez. Hey, everyone. And we are the SWTVC team. It is May the 4th. Let's do this. Guys, let's talk about a couple things, uh, not necessarily just limited to the vintage collection. Let's just talk about why we're all here. We love Star Wars. Let's get this boomer rolling down the hill and I can be Jar Jar and run away when I start saying something uh, stupid. Used to know how to <laughs> yeah, big topic, I guess. But a uh, happy May the 4th, everybody. May the 4th be with you. We know this morning, uh, as you're listening to this, there was a Hasbro live stream. Let's hope it went well. Boy, how about those reveals, huh? They sure were. They sure were revealed. Yes, they were. <laughs> I, I'm so happy I got those pre-orders in. And or saw some pipeline reveals for future pre-orders. Yes, I can't mm-hmm. wait for insert figure here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, you know, we all love Star Wars. We all uh, love different things about Star Wars. Uh, to me, one of the things uh, that I love about Star Wars is that when it works best, it's sort of the perfect combination of nostalgia and innovation. You know, the original movies that George made looked to classic Westerns, samurai movies, World War II movies, Saturday morning, sci-fi serials, all the things that George Lucas loved when he was a kid. And he took those, he mixed them up, created something totally new uh, with completely new technology that changed the game for every aspect of filmmaking. Uh, He and his crew, they changed the way movies looked, sounded, uh, were edited, the sound effects, the special effects. Uh, He did it again with the prequels, leading the charge on the digital filmmaking revolution, digital projection, digital characters, changing the game in the editing bay, creating new editing software systems. He, you know, his company spun off into Pixar, all the things that seemed crazy 20 years ago, but are completely commonplace nowadays. You know, maybe they've been brushed out a little bit, ironed out a little bit over the years. Uh, And I love seeing that as it progresses over time. And I love seeing it now with the Mandalorian and the stagecraft they're doing now with the digital sets, so to speak, that are just completely mind blowing. And like, you would never guess from watching the show that you were looking at a screen in the background. I love when Star Wars is leading the charge and also, you know, respecting its past and pulling the things that everybody loves from the past. Um, Not just, you know, I don't want Star Wars to be up its own, butt, so to speak, constantly (laughs) just referencing itself. Yeah. Um, Like I love when they take references from, I love when they continue the stories of things we've seen in the past, but also bringing in elements from, all you know eastern cultures western cultures everything um and that's to bring it back to the vintage collection that's kind of what i love about the vintage collection it's the perfect encapsulation of that nostalgia plus innovation you know um because star wars and the 3.75 inch line to me they're intrinsically tied together they're they're a dyad in the force two that are one (laughs) Um, you know for a long time yeah (laughs) yeah the one true collection now I just need to tell <laughs> teleport the toys from Pawtucket to my basement. And yeah. Do you got what this. must be done. So so you know, for a long time, if you were a Star Wars fan or collector, the 3.75 inch line was the only game in town. That was what you were gonna get before before Hot Toys, before Lego, before Black Series, before the Dark Times. Before the Mission <laughs> Fleet. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even talk about Mission Fleet here. But yeah, so as we saw the filmmaking innovation, we also saw the innovation in the manufacturing of the figures, you know, like as we see it go on from the super simple uh, 1978 
blonde haired, lemon haired Luke with the lightsaber that slid out of his hand to, you know, the buff right, right 90s figures. Right up to in the uh, yeah. 2020, <laughs> 2020 line. Yeah. yeah, so to see it keep going and then, yeah, in 2015, 2013-ish, it kind of took, a, you know, a few steps back to 5 POA. But now with the vintage collection, you know, you get the amazing 70s style package that had, that holds so much nostalgia for so many people. Even, you know, uh, some of us grew up in the 90s and... So, you know, but we were still aware of the heritage and the history that that look has. And it's just so beautiful in and of itself. So, yeah, the nostalgic packaging combined with the very best in the action figure technology, like the new Boba Fett, we can't stop talking about because it looks exactly like the character in the movie. The painting is perfect. The sculpting is incredible. Um, The articulation is everything you would ever need in this figure. Um, Yeah. So it's just I love seeing that as it continues. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Yeah, monologue no, over. I'll have another works. monologue in a little bit, but I'll, I'll let somebody else talk for a while. <laughs> no, so, I'm, yeah. I'm excited about that. No, that's that's a great way to kick things off because that that very much is it. Where it's uh, I, and that is very much the appeal of those Kenner cardbacks is you've got you've got the nostalgia, you've got, but then you've got these toys that are works of art. They're masterpieces of what modern technology can do. These digital sculpts, like all the love and art that goes into it, and how mm-hmm. they're produced. Uh, it's it, oh, yeah, I love it. It just makes me very happy to see. I'll just say, and yeah, not that there's not a place for, you know, Black Series or Retro Collection or any of these other lines that Hasbro's doing or, you know, like I said, Hot Toys or Lego or whatever else you're into. That's all great. That's all fine. Yeah. But 3.75 is Star Wars for me, you know, and Star Wars is 3.75. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, John's sort of going into a nice expanded reason why you like star wars uh, mine's pretty simple i just love aliens to be honest and that's, that's pretty much about it now i mean to me star wars it, it you know john touched on it but it's about that good versus evil isn't it uh it's it's that fairy tale uh, and obviously growing up as a, as a as a kid that's the the, the thing that grabs you is that, that the storyline you know mm-hmm. uh but obviously when you go deeper into that it to me it's the aliens it's the creatures it's the 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 things that the, the imagination can bring together and growing up for me, obviously I was sort of late seventies, early eighties. You had things like Doctor Who out there. Obviously, Star Trek was out there. I hated those as a kid. I I, I thought that the aliens in them looked rubbish. I mean, normally in Doctor Who, it was like a walking carpet or something like that. You know, literally a piece of carpet. Um, yeah. and, you know, don't like Daleks. Yeah, I mean, and then, and then obviously things like Star Trek, they, they were always just too humanoid. I know in Star Wars, we obviously have a lot of humanoid aliens, but you had the, the different languages in Star Wars. Again, in Star Trek, there was always that, they all spoke English. You know? And so I just think it was the, that it was a bit more innovative in terms of the sci-fi genre. And so as a, as a kid, for me, if, if it wasn't Star Wars, it wasn't good enough. And I kind of got into some of the Buck Rogers and things, but it was just never, it was never quite the same. And so that, that's really where my love comes from in terms of just the, the aliens and the creatures. And I'm sure anyone my age would tell you that the cantina scene is probably one of the most iconic scenes for that reason, because you can sort of, as a kid, you're sort of picking out all of those different aliens and characters. And yeah, that, that's, it's, it's probably a simple, but that's what Star Wars means to me, really. It's, it's those, those far out creatures. Hell yeah, man. I really like that line you said, and I think they should put it on some marketing where it's, uh, if it's not Star Wars, it's not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. that is true. Yeah. I yeah, I agree, man. That's that's how I've been living my life. Yep. Uh, that's probably why I, I'm in a basement yeah. filled with toys. <laughs> but. And, and as a kid, as a kid, I had lots of other toys. I can remember, you know, you saying, John, that the, the 3.75 is Star Wars, but I can remember 
you had things like Clash of the Titans, you know, brought out the 3.75 figures. I had Buck Rogers, I had Battlestar Galactica, which obviously was an offshoot of Star Wars anyway. Uh, and all of those mm-hmm. I had as a kid, but they kind of sat in a box because, again, it was like, yeah, they're all right, but they're not Star Wars. And I, I just felt that Star Wars had something that, that those other things didn't have and still has. I think to me it still has. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I've said it before and I've said it before on this podcast. Um I don't remember a time in my life when I wasn't a Star Wars fan. Um, I can thank my dad for introducing me to to Star Wars and also to, uh, you know, the old spaghetti Westerns um, sort of that John mentioned earlier, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly is my favorite uh, Western of all time. And, and I know that Boba Fett was um, loosely based off of the man with no name, you know, Um, so I can appreciate those sort of influences. Um, you know, kind of like Lewis was was talking about earlier, um, I grew up with with other things. You know, I was into Knights for a while. I was into uh, Batman for a while. I, I played with army men out in, you know, the yard and uh, dug up trenches in the backyard, much to my <laughs> father's uh, disapproval. <laughs> he was not happy to see his, his grass dug up into fighting free, world war one trenches free but. landscaping <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean they were very well dug trenches okay yeah, let's yeah, make yeah. that clear you were uh, irrigating that, <laughs> that that later actually translated to my um actual military career uh for for those that don't know i was i was in the uh, marine corps for nine years um in the infantry and uh, i'm going somewhere with this i promise um <laughs> so um as as many of you know, I'm a I'm a huge uh, army builder. Um, I think maybe that might be an understatement. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I've got rows and rows and rows of, of troopers, and um, you know, always always looking to build that out more. But uh, you know, I've always sort of been fascinated with the the militaristic aspect of Star Wars and the the uniforms and the factions and. Um, that continued from the OT into the prequels with the the clones and the separatists. I just, oh, I just loved everything about it. Absolutely loved it. And um, I can relate a lot more to sand troopers now, having been deployed to the desert myself. <laughs> but you got to be careful about uh, getting a transfer of assignment because you might end up on Hoth. So um, <laughs> careful what you wish for. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, no, I, I love Star Wars. I've always loved Star Wars. I've always had uh, 3.75 figures in my hands um, since my earliest memories. And, uh, you know, I was Darth Vader for one of my earliest Halloweens. I was Darth <laughs> Maul uh, when the Phantom Menace oh, came yeah. out. Come on. Of Every, everyone else Come was loose. We all were. I'm sure. Sure, yeah. 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 Probably most people listening to this podcast were Darth Maul for Halloween at some point. I would, I would imagine. I was, I was Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was Obi-Wan the next year after yeah. Darth Maul, yeah. Uh, Carlo, how about you, man? I think I was just thinking, and the one thing that I keep coming back to is family. Mm-hmm. I remember since I was little, Every memory that I have of Star Wars is related to my family. My mm. my first um, Star Wars action figure figure was given to me by one of my aunts. Um, I still remember the day when my when I got um, my first Boba Fett. It, it's just it's just family family dinners having um, Star Wars playing um, in the background, um, going to the movies together. And now that I have my own family, like my wife and and two kids. 
um, we we have been to every single movie um, the night of the premiere. So I, th I think it's just crazy how these movies bring people together and mm -hmm. and you have these family experiences and it's crazy when you think about how my dad and my granddad were I can't say they were fans they, they just really enjoyed the movies and then they showed me and now I'm showing my kids so mm -hmm. you, you see yeah. how things go and it's, it's just it's beautiful and um, obviously I still have all my action figures since I was little they're all yellow and you know scraped and but I don't know it's just it, it's it really is family yeah I'd agree with that that's yeah. very wholesome I yeah. love that yeah. yeah yeah no that absolutely that's kind of where I was gonna go with it myself where with Star Wars it, it, it was very much about family I have very similar uh, feelings uh, to Carlo where uh, I I my, it's you know my family vacations are star wars celebrations we all go together uh <laughs> you know that that kind of stuff and you know my mom and i when i you know when she was uh recently uh, she was a recently uh widowed uh parent having to deal with her nerdy ass son and you know she'd take me out to the midnight releases of figures and take me out to the late movies and stuff and yeah right and when when i was little and my, my dad you know uh showing me uh the the original trilogy it's very much when I think Star Wars, I, I, of course, I think things like nostalgia and like awesome stuff and my my knee jerk reaction of like lightsabers are the big shiny things that got me in. Like, I love that. <laughs> but it's it is that generational um, that that generational timeless story of, you know, fathers and sons, mothers and sons, you know, just uh, uh, of course, probably me because I'm just so emotionally broken as a person anyway, uh, <laughs> enjoying <laughs> stories like that. But really, to being, Anakin. Yeah, being able to, you know, share these stories with either your parents or they shared it with you. All stars, just like we've kind of said, like all of the collecting, all the figures that exist, it's all it's all it's all valid, like six inch, all of that stuff, whatever you collect, however you collect, why you collect. It's all valid. We're all here under the shared banner of it's Star Wars, man. And that's what we're here for. And we love mm -hmm. that. And we all have our own yeah. stories tied to it, our own emotions invested into it, our own expectations, of course. but it's just at the end of the day, we wouldn't all be doing this if we just didn't care. So it's nice to all have yeah. a shared thing. We all care about absolutely uh, yeah. how we care about it differs, but <laughs> yeah. Um, um, on the family point, I wanted to say, cause it kind of goes into the memories of the line. If we're going to get to those. Yeah. Let's just jump into that. Okay. Yeah. Cause some of my favorite memories of being a star Wars fan and of the line are obviously spending time with family and friends. And uh, star Wars was actually the original movie was my parents' first date in 1977 <laughs> no so i literally way. wow I literally, wow yeah, i literally would not be here if You're not for star wars, born out of star wars. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> man that is magical yeah that yeah, is so awesome the, he needs midichlorians yeah yeah <laughs> so they got my midichlorians tested and they were just through the roof <laughs> yep not even Probably master yoda has a midichlorian count that high <laughs> so for the 20th anniversary for the special editions they took my me and my sisters to it and that's when it kind of, I hadn't really seen it before then. I was vaguely aware of it, but that's when it kind of blew my mind. And then, you know, I got the first, my first figure was Chewbacca in the, uh, the Shadows of the Empire one, the uh, Snuva Bounty Hunter Disguise one. And I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and like you said, Lewis, I just love the aliens and like the world of it all and like seeing some of the books and some of the figures. And it's like, oh my God, that guy is a character like that Cantina alien, that Jabba's Palace alien. Yeah. All the cool different factions, like you said, Tyler. Um, just so many ways to get into it. But um, especially back then, like 
growing up in, uh, in around Denver, that's where the fan club used to be uh, located. So they would have sales every now and then. So I remember like getting up super early with my dad to go to those, um, you know, waiting in line at like 6 a.m. to go get some figures and stuff, finding the removable MC3 pound going, oh, my God, I can't believe I found this one. <laughs> or, you know, going to Target, Target or Toys R Us with my mom and, you know, the episode three openings waiting to get the so we could each get a uh, lava Darth Vader from Revenge of the Sith or waiting in line with both of them at Celebration three for eight hours to get the talking Vader figure. <laughs> my God, you know, my it's gosh. just yeah. it's sharing it with Crazy. the people that you love and it's something to bond over, whether it's, you know, meeting friends like you guys or meeting other friends over the years on forums that become friends in real life or watching the movies with my sisters or, you know, mm-hmm. recently my uh, brother in law is probably listening to this. Hi, Aaron. How you doing? Or, you know, talking with him about this stuff or giving him a Mandalorian figure like that's it's special to me. It's important to me. Yeah. And that's uh, that's really fun. So, uh, Lewis, um, do you have a particular yeah. memory or set of memories? So that just kind of funnily enough, it's family related as well. Actually, it's um, so I, again, I'm going back old school now, but my earliest memory was going to the cinema to see Empire Strikes Back. And I was probably only about four years old, uh, but it, it, it literally is one of my earliest memories. And. I remember we we was on holiday at the time, so we was in we was in the UK, but we was on holiday and it was on, and so we went as it wasn't just my family; we had cousins there as well. It was it was a, a large group of us, and uh, I can just remember that scene when the the bounty hunters come onto the bridge, and then Bosk does his little you know so I, I won't try and impersonate <laughs> him, and I can just remember looking to you know me and myself and my cousin just looked at each other and we were just like wow you know this is amazing because as a <laughs> as a kid again it goes back to the alien thing I suppose but. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it was just mind blowing that again there was just just, just the, the things that came out of it, and so I, I was probably too young to remember Star Wars. So that's probably where Empire Strikes Back for me is is the the memory and the thing that I always go back to if someone says, you know, what's the earliest memory or what's the thing that kind of sparked your interest most? I suppose that's really for me where it comes from. But but again, it's that family thing, and, and my dad's always encouraged that. I, I guess he, he's my biggest influencer. Um, he, he's not particularly a Star Wars fan. I mean, we, we were chatting the other day and he actually even said, oh, I've still got to get through the Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I've only seen like two of them. I think he said I've seen like two of them. I said, you've got to watch it, you know. But but he he always rings me up. It's always something we talk about. Uh, he still rings me now, you know, I'm in my 40s and he'll ring me and go, oh, I, I saw some Star Wars figures in this this store, you know, the other day. You know, go over and have a look. And you know, they're only like 5 PI, yeah. you know, Last Jedi. I, I humor him most of the time. But it, it, yeah. it, it's something that, that, that he likes to talk to me about. And we have very much in common, even though he say he's not a big fan. And growing up as a kid, I, I can remember, you know, we used to go into London. We went to uh, Harrods one day. They had a, it was, well, we saw Return of the Jedi. And then we went into Harrods afterwards where they had all the toys and they had Darth Vader signing autographs. Uh, you know, and I can remember, again, it was something that my dad took me to do. And so it was always that, that thing that we've done together. So yeah, it's family as well. It's the same same thing. It's those memories. I I just want to really quick jump on uh, you saying that you know your dad kind of enabling you with yeah. that. Uh, it's very much what my mom does. And literally uh, while we've been recording, she texted me a, uh, <laughs> a she took a screenshot of a Facebook Marketplace uh, listing of figures. She's like, "Do you need these?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I know what I get. Amazing. Like, uh, oh, there's a you can find me being a shop. I'm looking at a figure. Have you got this one? And so we describe it, and it turns out it's like Zuvio or something like that. But yeah. you know. Yeah. It, is, it goes through this gift. It's an alien one. It's a good one. You know, it looks really good. And so, okay, well, what's his name? You know, and uh, but yeah, it, it's it, he likes to do it. I, I humor him most of the time because yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, it's wholesome. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm sensing a theme here. Wholesome, good family yeah. times. Yes, yes. So, but yeah. My dad actually, um, 
used to drive all over the state of Massachusetts for his his work and um, you know helped me collect figures well into uh, high school <laughs> and he would, he, would, he would go to targets and Walmarts and Toys R Us and he would you know snag stuff um, this was back during the uh, the 30th anniversary collection years um, you know 07 08 time frame um, you know he would he would help uh, snag stuff for me and bring stuff home um, and that was that was an awesome time. Uh, so yeah, my, my dad helped a lot too. Yeah, it's great. That's awesome. To, uh, my mom, my mom was a flight attendant and in, in Mexico, I'm not sure the way that figures were released is just, it seems like a mess, but my mom was a flight attendant. Every time she would come here, she would also go to Walmart, Target, and then bring me figures and I would take the catalogs out and cross out the ones that I had and circle the mm-hmm. ones that I wanted her, I wanted her to get me. Yeah, that, that was awesome. And my dad took me, my dad drove me to get the first action figure that I bought with my own money, with like my little savings. And it was the Power of Force 2 Scout Trooper. The one that came oh. with the speeder bike. Yeah, Good and, I, and I still have it, but that was my first one with my own my own money. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, that, that reminds me of uh, first figure that I bought with my own money uh, was when I was 12, I actually landed a, uh, I was working at my mom's office for her boss doing paper shredding. Woo! But they, oh, you know, man, what a job. That's awesome. I know. I would Someone's got to do it. Yeah, I had to sit in the closet for like three hours after school every couple of days. And like they pay me by the bag. I was like, you fools. Um, and this was right. This was right when uh, Attack of the Clones had just come out. So all of the, you know, Attack of the Clones stuff was out. I remember I bought uh, the first thing I bought the first time that they gave me uh, the cash. Uh, you know, oh, sorry, IRS. Uh, they paid me. It was totally taxable. It wasn't child labor. Uh, <laughs> uh, when, whatever. This company doesn't exist anymore. They paid me under the table. Uh, so they gave me the cash, and I went to KB Toys in the in the mall. I took the uh, the bus because we live in a small town, so it's not unusual for a twelve year old to be off living their own life. I've been pretty independent. Uh, my dad passed when I was nine. So I've, I've been pretty like, you know, my mom's been working ever since then. So it's very much of, uh, being on my own. Um, but I took the bus from the office to go to the KB toys down the road. I bought a count Dooku lightsaber and a, uh, uh, Django Fett and was so stoked. Those were the first things I had bought with my own money. Uh, and I, I just remember getting home with it because I'd already my mom had bought me a few of the uh, quite a few, almost a complete set of the figures uh, at the time. But uh, she couldn't find Django Fett and I had found one. So that's why I, I grabbed it. Um, and I remember getting home and I, I just was so excited. I was waving around the Count Dooku lightsaber and, uh, you know, playing with the Django Fett and having him fight my uh, my Obi-Wan and all of that. I was like, oh, I hope they all fight. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, that that was that was my first figure that I bought. But uh, yeah, I, I do remember the first figure that my dad bought me was Power of the Force, uh, Orange Card, uh, Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight. Uh, I, I still I actually just found the card back tucked behind a stack of things in my dad's old office from when I'd opened it. So I, awesome. I actually, I have that wow, still. That's I'm, awesome. I'm amazed after all this time where I'd ripped mm-hmm. it off the card. Um, I saw the figure too. And then, uh, you know, when my dad took me out after Phantom Menace came out uh, to go buy uh, episode one figures and, oh man, 
I, I just remember looking at the the Phantom Menace Jedi duel, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Darth Maul, and swivel elbows, man. I was like, every figure Whew. should be this articulated. Oh. Hold the lightsaber with both yeah. hands. That blew my mind. A figure that could hold a lightsaber with two hands. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. we're here. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's amazing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first time that I ever noticed a figure that could hold uh, a lightsaber with two hands. It was, and I, I couldn't even begin to tell you which Vader it was, but it was one of the early Vaders that had like plastic inner tunic, plastic cape, and he he was in his you know iconic yeah, two handed. Um, there was a flashback photo one in ninety ninety eight ninety nine that yeah. had two hand pose mm-hmm. that had an Obi Wan at the same time. Um, yeah, little flashback yeah. photos you pull on the thing. This might be it, that one. It, maybe it wasn't uh, one of the He Man. Well, not too He Man yeah. anyway. Well, no, was, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ninety eight, ninety nine was yeah. kind of beyond that. I think uh, I did not start um, working when I was. Uh, Quite as much of a child. (laughs) (laughs) You're still digging holes in the back garden. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I actually didn't grow out of that uh, phase until probably a little bit too late. But anyway. (laughs) Last week. I was well into middle school, still still playing with action figures. I'm just picturing Lane just going out yelling at you and your dog (laughs) digging holes in the yard. I used to to hide them when I was in middle school and girls were coming over. I was like, oh, shit. And then just grab them, put them on the side, and be like, "Oh no, everything is fine. I'm cool. like, my figures." Look at Carlo; yeah. he talks to girls. Here's here's my guitar. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. all those yeah. empty shelves up on the wall. Oh no, yeah. maybe someday I'll have pictures of us to put on those shelves. Ooh, right. wow. <laughs> no, I, I think I think the first. I don't honestly remember exactly, man. Evan, you got a really good memory, dude. Um, I don't remember it's a curse. the first. <laughs> <laughs> the first figure um, that I bought with my own money, but I would imagine it would probably be one of the vintage The Saga collection figures, probably like the Biker Scout or something like that, because that those came out around the time when I first started working in like 05 or 06. Um, so yeah, that's uh, probably one of the first figures that I bought with my own money. And uh those are still pretty good today. I still maintain that we need an all new biker scout, but oh, yeah, yeah. the first time, man, that was an awesome figure. Yeah, yeah. Awesome I just bought figure. it again when they uh, slapped the Jedi Fallen Order harness on it. Yeah, so, I, you was, know. Yep, I was just sure thinking did. about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let's see. We've all waxed poetic and nostalgic about uh, Star Wars and some Star Wars figure collecting. Let's. Uh, you know, let's let's ride the high, hopefully, of today's reveals oh. that we just saw. Whoa. And uh, let's <laughs> can't even begin to tell you. I know. Wow. Oh, man, that that. Uh, oh, man, that off world Jawa looks great. And that <laughs> repack of uh, Echo. Mm, yes. Uh, <laughs> and then that surprise reveal. Whoa. Well, uh, I was surprised by that surprise. I that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but let's let's look to the future a little bit. Well, I really want to see the line expand um, like it used to. I, I want to see more aliens, more droids. I want articulation to improve because I think it's really important. It, it there's this weird thing going on in my head now after photo, uh, after doing photography where I see a figure and the first thing that I think of its of its functionality in a scene for photographing. So I I don't know how beneficial that is because sometimes it's a little bit frustrating where you cannot um, 
post-action figures. Um, so that's one of the things that I think of the fir um, first, but I really want to see figures from, from all media. I want to see um, Rebels. Um, we need the Inquisitors. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hera. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to see that. I Obviously, I want to see the second sister. I mean, come on, we're, we're this close. We have one per trooper coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super close. Very, very we're close. We're getting there. We're getting there. Lewis, how about you, man? What do you want to see yeah. in the future of the line? And I think, oh, as Carlo said, I'd, I'd, I'd second that in terms of, you know, more droids, more aliens. I think we definitely need to see more depth. Um, it's not just all about mm -hmm. clones and Mandalorians, although we do want to see clones and Mandalorians, but... We definitely need that depth, but uh, for me, the world building stuff as well. I think we we you know we need to keep seeing vehicles. Uh, I miss those mm -hmm. days of you know some of those. I mean, perhaps in the Clone Wars era, we had too many vehicles in some ways. Probably shouldn't yeah. say that, but I mean, you know, there were so <laughs> many vehicles out there, and and now we're looking at you know we're lucky we get one a year, or possibly two a year, and I think I'd like to see some more vehicles, but also play sets. You know, everyone knows I I bang that drum. I like the world building stuff. I think the Tantive set is. It's shown that they are capable of creating these beautiful display pieces, which can expand uh, and can have different ways of using them. And I, I uh, you know, as everyone knows, I'm I'm trying to push for, you know, you can do it this way, and you can do this, and you can, you know, different corridors and different yeah. street scenes. They work so well because so much of Star Wars is is produced in that kind of narrow confine where it's either a street or a corridor. And so that that, that tentative concept works perfectly. And so I'd like to see, even if it was one place a year, um, you know, I, I'd like to see that in line um, as well. As well, But we need figures to populate. So again, it's, you know, but, but the quality as well, I think we're on a very good run with quality at the moment. We, you know, okay, we had the poor Rex. That, 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 was, that was a one-off really. But when you look at the, the, the figures we've had from Mandalorian have been amazing. And I think if we can keep that quality going and increase and look at some of those that, that deeper uh, characters, then I think the line's got a good future. Uh, and that, that's where I hope it will go. Agreed. So, agreed. Well said. Yeah. Uh, thanks. I would like to certainly echo um, what Lewis said. I think uh, the continuation of, you know, one, I, I like to call them dioramas personally, um, but we could call them play sets. Um, I like the what modular... is it, display set is the I, I kind of call it, yeah, display set. Yeah. 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 Display yeah. set. Yeah. 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 Um, I would like to see those, those kind of modular sets, uh, continue as well. Absolutely. I think there's limitless untapped, uh, potential there, you know, Death Star, Bespin, uh, you know, Moss Eisley, they could go so many directions with that. So, um, you know, get creative and, and keep those going because we are going to eat those up, especially if, if you, you know, include a, a carded figure in there. Um, I will echo, you know, more world building stuff. Uh, certainly keep the vehicles churning out. I think we, we need to see um, small vehicles make a comeback, such as spears. Oh, yeah. You know, you could, you could yeah. put out, uh, you know, a biker scout and, and that uh, definitive speeder bike from the, the Toys R Us exclusive a few years back. You could make Din Djarin's speeder from his multiple episodes where he's on a speeder bike. Uh, you know, Quill and his um, blurgs. Yeah, creatures, you know, definitely. Yeah, beasts, creatures, yeah. beasts and small vehicles, um, you know, find that right price point, get those back out and, there. And the Mandalorian, Mandalorian's been perfect for that because they've, in every yes, episode, yeah. we've had a different creature or a different small vehicle. You know, it, 
set yeah. up so mud well. Horn. Get yeah. a get a yeah. mudhorn out there, you know? Yeah. You've no. got that that elder Jawa with the with the egg now, okay. Get us the mud horn. You know, we yeah. <laughs> also everybody I, would buy a mud horn. Everybody. It would look great near the razor crest. Yeah, I imagine we'll see I have to imagine we'll see a crate dragon in the Kenobi series. So that'll be two series yeah. that'll oh, yeah. feature cool. a crate dragon. Haslab, Haslab. So, Hazlab, Hazlab. so yeah. speaking of Haslab, I would like to see uh Haslabs continue for the vintage collection. And I yeah, think absolutely. actually that they should be a a more frequent uh, occurrence. I think you can pump yeah. those out annually. Uh, people know mm-hmm. they need to save for those big projects now. So that price mm. point of three fifty worked really well, I think, for the crest. And I think at that price point, yeah. people could take one a year. You know, uh, yeah. I think mm-hmm. with the five hundred, perhaps it does start to stretch some people too much. But I think it, it seemed to be quite a nice middle ground. But. Who knows? And now that people are kind of aware of what Haslab is, and we saw the success of the barge because that was, you know, a lot yep. of unproven yeah. testing ground at the I time. I think they should. Um, this is just my opinion, but I think that there is room for uh, a little bit more risk or or alternative concepts for Haslabs as well. You know, they've been sticking to to vehicles. I think that they could do, um, you know, sort of big diorama pieces as well like you know Jabba's palace or my big want my huge huge want is the emperor's throne room mm-hmm. i think yeah, that you know and i'm talking about the works okay? the whole like thing yeah. the, the platform with his chair and the window you know the stairs the underneath of the platform the catwalk up above the 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 catwalk to the elevator shaft and then you throw in a simaloo yes. you throw in simaloo yeah. yeah. you got i was going to get there and you got there yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, alternatively, there's you know Jabba's palace. Um, it could, you know, you could you could put his uh, uh, what what's that platform called that he that he the dais? Yes, thank you. That the dais. Um, you know, it, there's all kinds of ideas, but the, but the the point is, get creative with it. Keep putting those out. Uh, don't don't stop with those. Those are great. And um, I think the vintage collection needs to keep going. Uh, for many years to come, many, many, many years to come. I don't think that they should stop if they complete the 96. Um, mm, I think it no. needs to continue because I I feel that TBC packaging and the quality level are the best hope for success um, and and the line to thrive. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like all you guys said, I think it's on a great trajectory. There just needs to be more of basically more of what they're currently doing, in my opinion. Um, I love that they're branching out into gaming greats. I hope they yes. branch out f- further into other things. I know they mentioned that uh, vintage fans seem to love original trilogy, cl- original trilogy and Mandalorian, which is true, but I love a lot of other things about Star Wars too. Yeah. So I hope they get mm-hmm. more prequel stuff into the line, even though, you know, as the prequels were very well covered as we've been coming up with our wish list Wednesday ideas, you know, so many of the prequel stuff has been very well covered over the years, but in the vintage collection, they can do definitive updates to Commander yeah. Bly or some of the Jedi. Um, there's so many sequel figures that have not been done, especially from Rise of Skywalker, because it didn't have even a five POA line. Um, this isn't every wish list, but uh, two things I want to focus on are teams and themes. Let's get that going. Team TVC teams and themes, folks. Uh, <laughs> New hashtag. Because like, yeah. yeah, we don't have enough already. But because uh, like the teams, like they're saying, they're working on the Rogue One team, but you know we're this close to finishing the skiff guards with Vilk and Taziri, at least for that skiff. Then we can do the other skiff. Uh, we're this close to finishing the Cantina. It's hashtag time for Tonica. We'll talk about that. I'm sure at some point. Um, 
you know, we're so close to finishing the Red Squadron pilots. We're so close to finishing Jabba's palace characters, prequel Jedi, that sort of stuff. You know, where you look at some of these things and you go, okay, we're 99% complete. It would be nice to kind of finish that and then we can move on to other parts of the collection. Get back to the Knights of Ren and finish the rest of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's another one. Yeah, another group, another team finished the 96, obviously, is a big thing. Uh, once we do that, then we can, you know, do... There's still plenty of other characters from the original trilogy debuts that I'd like to see. Um, and then, yeah, theming, I think they can do a better job of... Not that they have to have full waves of theme to a specific movie, because I know, you know, if somebody doesn't like Attack of the Clones or Last Jedi or whatever, then they don't want to buy eight figures from that movie at any given time. But I think they can do a little bit more to build the world out around... A product like the Razor Crest needs a blurry and a speeder bike and a quill to go with yep. it. Mm-hmm. Um, just like it, it was great to see the sail barge get a skiff and a Jabba's palace set and the skiff guards and a lot of the Return of the Jedi heroes. So I'd like to see more of that um, going forward. That's a, another thing that we're doing in the Wishlist Wednesday. You know, if they get Bo-Katan, then they can get some of her other Mandalorian comrades or her ship or characters that interacted with her in Clone Wars and Rebels and Mandalorian. I mean, it would encourage it would build the world, but it would also, from Hasbro's point of view, encourage more sales of figures that go together. In my, uh, you'd think and that's why. Another thing, not to advocate for more repacks, but I'm glad that they're moving the repacks to its own uh, SKU or DPCI or whatever uh, next year, so that I'd like to see a return to Saga Legends, so that a kid who likes Star Wars can go get a Stormtrooper, a Darth Vader, a Chewbacca, you know, Princess Leia on the shelf at any given moment without having it you know take up a space in the vintage collection necessarily just to add to what you were sort of uh saying john with not necessarily themed waves but um a smart mind towards timing of yeah you know uh what's going on with the media um i also think that that they should have more awareness for anniversaries um i think that you know when they're choosing these these repacks that have to happen. We all know there's going to be repacks. Um, You know, the smart repacks that tie into anniversaries. So, you know, I know recently, um, I think it was Bandit Skull was talking about uh, not neglecting the vintage collection for the Return of the Jedi anniversary that's upcoming. You know, we've got about two years. Uh, Let's not forget about it this time. Yeah. So like... You know, and, and Attack of the Clones is next year too. So you know, smart repacks like the the Black Series um, three point seven five um, Attack of the Clones, Anakin and Padme. You know, uh, those would ones be that actually very, go together. Yes, those would be and are not very a peasant welcome, and a queen of Madala. Very welcome re- repacks that would tie nicely into the anniversary. You know, and, and they were talking about how there's like a mini focus on Rogue One. Okay, make the mini focus uh, Attack of the Clones next year. It's the 20-year anniversary. That's something that should be celebrated. You know, have awareness for these things. So that's all I wanted to say about that. I was just going to say that when you're a collector and the anniversaries go noticed, it's just a bummer. You know, it, it 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 doesn't make me feel excited for for the whole thing, like the past uh, anniversaries that we've had. That the line Especially just when seems they to be forgotten. Make a deliberate effort to celebrate it in the other scale. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely right. Yeah, it's like it makes it worse, and I think that that makes a lot of tension between all all the yeah the fan base and the collectors. A lot it's, of it's animosity. Just, yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. That just pushes forward for everybody to be tense, and you know, instead of celebrating, we're just like fighting between each other. Yeah. And it it'd be one thing if yeah. you know they forgot or chose not to celebrate 
the 40th anniversary of ESB at all. But you're going to celebrate the 40th anniversary of ESB Empire Strikes Back and and not celebrate the scale that was there 40 years ago. Yeah. But no, very much like I I, I agree with all you guys on on all that stuff moving forward where I again with the HasLab things, I'd even I'd even be willing to lay down for two a year if one of them was a slightly cheaper like wave of figures that yes. would be too yeah. risky for yes. retail. And then the other yes. one is a bigger vehicle. Um, 100%. 100%. It's, it's like has HasLab, you know, it's got lab in the name. Do the experiments. Experiment with what we want, or what you know. Take the risks of what what'll sell, what people would buy. Or oh, that's the beauty of Haslab. If it doesn't get back, they don't have to make it. I mean, in theory, that's the beauty yeah. of it, isn't it? It, it shouldn't yeah. be a risk because the risk is yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's you know if they were if they were like okay, there's going to be one Haslab wave a year, uh, you know, budget for that, and you know if it doesn't meet the backers, it won't go into production but maybe we can revisit a couple of the ideas that were in it yeah. later um, a lot of people have talked about making a wave of figures like that yep. I, I agree i echo very much of i think we're we're standing you know we're peering into the abyss of a lot of really good stuff i know there's a lot of people out there with the negativity being like oh we're watching it die a slow death uh, no, we, we we're on were. the verge of greatness. We're this close. I, I have to completely disagree with people saying stuff like that. I mean, look at a few years ago, you know, around the time TFA came out, what was out there? You know, 5POA. Yeah. And, and they were horribly painted, horribly articulated. Look how far we've come since then. Yeah. The, the figures, the new figures that they're putting out now are the best 3.75 inch figures that have ever come out, ever, arguably. Uh, maybe, I, I mean, I would say objectively, but maybe it's subjective. I don't know. Some people might disagree with me, but in my uh, opinion, they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best, I mean, so you can't say that we're not on a, on a better path, a better trajectory because we are. Yeah. And the fact that Hasbro's acknowledged it too, as much that they underestimated the passion for this. One, one more thing that I meant to say that I forgot to say was that I think that we're starting to see Hasbro listening to the community more uh, than they have in years. That's just my opinion. Um, and I, I, I want to, to continue seeing that when they're choosing, you know, repacks, pay attention to what the fans are talking about on these different sites, pay attention to the aftermarket prices, you know, pay attention to the petitions that are out there, you know, like Merrick, Merrick would have never happened if they, if they didn't find that petition. So it's really good that they're paying attention to what, you know, the chatter, what we're talking about and what people want. Um, keep doing that. That's really, really yeah. good. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, I hope that those channels only continue to increase between the collectors and Hasbro, the community and Hasbro. Cause I think that that's an invaluable part of it as well, where that, you know, look at people like Dan Curta, like, uh, Dan Curto back in the day with uh, having that kind of unofficial official relationship with them and uh, really cranking out a lot of cool stuff. I I, I want to see, of course, more. And I think it would be I think a huge thing would be if Hasbro could return to, uh, you know, eight figure waves <laughs> like it, yeah. we're it, only four at a time for several months is it's hard to sustain and it's hard to keep interest, especially if it's the same four figures being shipped over and over and over again. Uh, you can't really keep a whole lot of interest that way when there's not more. We are we are looking at a huge change in this stuff. And even I'm going to go out and hazard a guess and say there were a lot of black series reveals today. Uh, we are going to, we're going to continue to see that. And I, I just want to be able to like 
put out this little word of caution or advice to anyone out there whose knee-jerk reaction is to be mad about the six-inch reveals um, compared to the, the TVC reveals, we're still in a rebuilding phase, essentially, of TVC. We're still getting back to that level. And at the same time, while it may be frustrating to see things we want in the other scale, the fact that they exist in that other scale does increase the likelihood of us being able to see those things in the scale that we collect because they now have those sculpts that exist. And if we make enough noise about it. Yeah. They even mentioned that with the gaming greats, like because they had already, you know, developed these figures or designed them or whatever, it was easier to then put them into vintage collection. Obviously, you know, it'd be, we want to balance the scales Hasbro and have everything that's in the black series come out in vintage collection. But you know, it is a positive step that they are able to do that. All right, guys. Well, yeah, I think, um, that's probably a good, good point for us to close out our conversation with each other. And we'll jump into, uh, the other submitted stuff and I'll probably record it, uh, record some other abstract transition stuff, uh, for my voice to be even more present. Like people Same. need that. Uh, <laughs> and This is Mac. And I'm Dan. And we are the Sandcrawler Star Wars Collecting Podcast. Wishing a happy May the 4th to the crew from SWTVC. You can check us out at sandcrawler.net if you'd like to learn more about uh, our corner of the galaxy, where we like to say action figure therapy is what will get you by. Dan, what is your fondest 3.75 Star Wars related memory? I think you mean three and three quarter, but okay. Uh, (laughs) My fondest, and it has nothing to do with purchasing a figure, it would be that I used to carry my Power of the Force 2 Yoda in my pocket in fifth and sixth grade. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he was my little buddy. He went to Washington, D.C. with me when I went to the Smithsonian um, Star Wars exhibit exhibit so. right well you know what i could say uh maybe it was uh having dennis lawson sign my vintage collection wedge antilles figure at celebration orlando that was a that was a pretty big deal but i think i think i'm gonna err to the side of awe and i'm gonna say uh on a vacation taking photos of uh, of, of some clone troopers and some vehicles and there was a, a little boy that just kept creeping closer and closer we were on a, on a beach you know i'm trying to take photos and his parents kept trying to sort of you know pull him back and i'm like no it's, it's perfectly fine they're toys let him let him do what he wants so they kind of left him alone and uh, my wife and i started talking to him and uh, he said something that we use every day when we're talking about star wars in our house and that is we asked him what you know do you like star wars and he said yeah and we said well what kind of star wars do you like and he said in his little boy voice and his little boy accent all the Star War. Well, um, that's just adorable. Did you open the van doors and say, I got free candy in there afterwards? <laughs> so that's great, kid. Stop touching the battle droids. Vintage collection, you know, your only hope, especially if you're in the, uh, in the, in the 3.75 scale. And I would like to see them continue with play sets and vehicles. They've, they've knocked them out of the park. And uh, I would like to see that continue. And uh, apart from, from that... Uh, as we get new Star Wars all the time, I want new figures to go with it in a timely fashion. That's my wish. You, you see the Marvel properties coming out with figures for episodes of Disney Plus shows that come out the day before. I just want Star Wars to catch up. Yeah. Happy May the 4th from the Sandcrawler. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is John Miko. I think most of you know me through... 
the Facebook group, Star Wars The Vintage Collection. Um, many of you have also probably interacted with me on Instagram at the far side of Endor and on Twitter underscore John Miko. It's really tough for me to point out my fondest 3.75 inch memory, as I'm sure it is for many of us out there. Um, I will say I think some of my fondest memories um, really have to do with my my family uh, embracing it, uh, specifically my parents. Uh, for me, one of those memories is, you know, my, my late mother. Um, many years ago, she knew um, how important this hobby was to me, how much joy it brought to me. And she always looked for ways to bring joy uh, to, to me with the hobby as well. And one day she surprised me with a uh, episode one Darth Maul uh, variant. I think it was like a .001 variant. And he had, I think, possibly like a pink chin. And, uh, you know, I think she... Uh, she, you know, rummaged through some bins to to find that figure um, in like a Toys R Us or one of those places. But anyways, I, I just remember her bringing it home for me and, and just the excitement um, in her face and uh, the joy that she also, uh, you know, shared with me and my joy of, of, of having and getting that figure and, and surprise. Um, another quick fond memory for me as well is, uh, you know, recently, many of you know, I've, I've built a, uh, I've had a Star Wars, uh, the vintage collection cabinet built. And, um, you know, upon talking about the design of it with my father, he was, you know, so inclined and, uh, supportive of it that he actually donated to, uh, to the making of it. And, uh, yeah, it just means so much that, you know, even to this day, uh, uh, a 40-year-old dude could still get support from his parents to, uh, to enjoy a hobby he's been enjoying since before he can remember. Um, and, you know, what I hope to see in, in 3.75 in general in the future um, you know, I think for me, and, and many of you may know this, is, you know, I, I love the diversity and I really want that to continue. And I think we're in a really good place and getting to a, a, a better, well, we're getting to a better place. And, um, I really just want to see more of those background characters, those tertiary characters that really fill in that world for us you know as many of us have stated that you know that that's what made star wars and that's what's made the the kenner line and all of the the sublines within hasbro over the years is just those obscure characters those um you know blink and you miss it or you know any of those characters that we need to fill up those dioramas and, and, and scenes we're trying to complete over the last, you know, from, from a modern perspective, the last 20 plus years, especially. Uh, and, and, you know, even more than that. But for me, um, I want to see 
more of those in the line and you know again just really give us that diversity in the line so yeah um really excited for things to come and um may the fourth be with you all take care hey guys this is usual mike from usual mike television i make videos on the internet usually on youtube about star wars action figure news i also do a few reviews here and there my fondest memory would have to be the very first action figure i got as a youngster it was han solo in a return of the jedi packaging the old classic vintage kenner stuff i don't remember if it was a christmas or a birthday but i remember standing there holding it and it was from my grandmother and my mother saying to me why don't you open it and i don't know why i hesitated at such a young age i didn't want to take it out of the packaging and that was one of the fondest memories because that was the very first figure i ever did get so what i'd like to see in the future for vintage collection from hasbro would be a playset a cantina playset that would be the coolest thing we could possibly have and i don't mean like a small half a playset i don't mean like a little mini one that you can add to it i mean go big or go home playset i mean mostly cantina i mean the whole shebang that would be fantastic if they can do something like that it'd be spectacular a lot of people would buy it because if it's put put in a box the size of say the millennium falcon people would still buy it that would be a centerpiece for their collection and because it's seen in the mandalorian it's going to be just as good as people have seen it in star wars back in 77 it's it can be utilized for the old fans and the new fans the cantina bring it on thanks for listening this has been usual mike see you later bye Hello everyone, or perhaps as a big Kevin Smith fan, I should say, Hey kids! This is Chris Swansky from BanthaSkull.com. Um, what is my favorite three and three quarter inch memory? That's actually a pretty easy one for me. Um, it's the 2018 Toy Fair where the HasLab sale barge was announced. I remember when the video was rolled, uh, I kind of felt like it was a dream. I couldn't believe this was finally happening. This is something that I've personally wanted and we as a community have wanted for many years. Uh, and then when we got downstairs to the showroom and we were actually in the presence of the prototype, uh, I have to say I couldn't be more honored by the fact that I was uh, invited to be there for that event. It was a truly historic moment in the history of the line. And uh, they gave out these little postcards announcing the, the campaign, the HasLab campaign. Uh, and that today is one of my favorite collectibles I have. Uh, it's absolutely worthless, but to me it's absolutely priceless. So that's my favorite moment um, in the history of three and three quarter inch. Uh, as far as what I hope to see in the future, uh, I could go on for about 10 minutes of products I'd like to see in the future, but um, this should be pretty appropriate, uh, the timing of this. Number one, uh, I would love to see the Tonica sisters in the vintage collection. Um, I've never seen a figure that has been so universally requested for so long go ignored like this. Uh, so as the campaign says, it's time for Tonica. Uh, additionally, I'd love to see a Death Star, uh, HasLab scale Death Star. That would be my next want for the future of the line. 
And if we can squeeze one more into the HasLab category, I would definitely love to see a Sandcrawler. Maybe one that could do double duty as a Sandcrawler from The Mandalorian and then via uh, modular parts also be an original tril trilogy Sandcrawler. The uh, original remote control Sandcrawler is one of the products that eluded me as a kid. I never had that back in the vintage Kenner days and I've actually never had the modern one either. So I would love for a chance to get a Sandcrawler into my collection. Thank you, everyone, and may the fourth be with you. Jake Stevens here to wish you guys a happy May the 4th. Now, some of you might know me from my website from fulldowntozuckus.com. Others might know me from the podcasts that I appear on, such as the Galaxy of Toys podcast or the Sandcrawler podcast. But, you know, I was asked here to share a favorite memory of the three and three quarter line. And I am a purist to this line. I, I, I guess I won't say a purist. I do like many other lines, but this is my true love. The heritage scale is what I was raised on and it's what I still, after many, many, many decades now, uh, try to be complete on. And I think one of my favorite memories going back, um, and this is going to date me of course, but in 19, 83, my dad went during lunch and got tickets to the opening night of Return of the Jedi. And so after school, he picked the family up. We went and saw Return of the Jedi, was blown away, of course. And then my family being fantastic fans and supporters of myself, uh, we went right to Toys R Us afterwards. And at Toys R Us, of course, this was the first day uh, that the movie was out. Um, so no one really knew anything about it. Um, and so when I walked into the aisle, I was able to point and go, that's Jabba the Hutt, that's the villain, and I got to be able to. And all of a sudden, this crowd of children started forming around me. And granted, I was only uh, 83, I was only like 7, 8 at the time. And so um, I was here kind of like teaching a class about Return of the Jedi and what all these characters were and what they did in the movie. And it was just a really cool experience to have as a uh, seven-year-old at that time. So that is uh, definitely one of my favorites. Um, now looking uh, toward the future though, because so I've been collecting since then and I've never stopped, even when it wasn't cool. I, uh, in my middle school and high school years, um, I still persevered and still do to this day, which is the reason I run a website, right? Um, I love this stuff and so I think my hope for the future of the vintage collection would be that it kind of starts to mimic once again its predecessor in regards to bringing new sculpts to the line, bringing new um, play uh, value to the line, such as um, creatures and small vehicles and mid-sized vehicles and uh, multi-packs and things like that that were offered during the first run of the vintage collection. Um, and so that would be my biggest hope. But I hope you guys have a fantastic May the 4th. I hope you find toys. I hope you open toys. And I hope you play with toys. And uh, until then, you guys, may the figures be with you. All right. Well, first off, huge thank you to all the awesome folks who sent in their Star Wars Day salutations. We here at SWTVC are beyond flattered to be a part of this incredible community. And we hope to only continue to grow and learn and meet more of you beautiful, crazy, passionate nerds. 
Speaking of passion, uh, you'll remember earlier in the episode, we mentioned a couple petitions during our chat. Uh, the first is John Miko's Vote for Velkin petition, which is still going strong, but could always use some more support. Uh, next up is a new one. It's an awesome push from Victoria of Victoria's Cantina fame, uh, declaring that after over 40 years, it is finally time for Tonica. Victoria has a great new episode of her show, The Vintage Collection Podcast, out where she interviewed one of the amazing Tonica sisters themselves, Angela Staines. It's a really insightful episode with a lot of great info, and it was really awesome to hear Angela's thoughts on where we stand with getting figures of the famous Cantina Denizens. So head on over uh, to Victoria's page, uh, her site, her podcast, anywhere, uh, and give that episode a listen, sign the petition, and show your support that it is indeed time for Tonica. I'll include all the links uh, to that episode and the petition uh, in the episode's description. On a more somber note, I do think it's important to stress that our little collecting community is, in fact, a real community, even though it's online, not always in person. Um, sometimes tragedy strikes. Uh, Brandon Jackson of yodasnews.com was in a serious car accident last week, and it took the life of his wife, Nancy, and has left him in the hospital uh, with very serious injuries. Uh, Brandon has been a huge personality in the community, and we here at the SWTBC team want to show our support for Brandon and his family uh, and mention that there is a GoFundMe page to help raise money for them in their time of loss and need. Um, I'll put the link to that episode uh, as well in the description. So please consider taking a moment to help one of our own brethren in this community. Uh, and I'd like to personally extend my thoughts and positive vibes out to Brandon and his family. Well, gang, once again, thank you to all of you out there listening and supporting us and major shout out to our Patreon patrons and uh, my personal thanks and gratitude to my cohorts, John, Tyler, Carlo, and Lewis. Stick around after I sign off to enjoy a little bit of free music I put together for you guys, if you'd like. It's the little gift I mentioned at the top of the episode. Uh, I hope you like my little take on Ahsoka's theme. For the SWTVC podcast, I've been Evan, and remember, back TVC, keep 375 alive, Finish the 96. It's time for Tonica. Vote for Velkin. Balance the scales, Hasbro. And may the fourth be with you. Mm -hmm.